Hello and welcome to Reactive's Beyond the Byline podcast. I am Evikiori and this week it's all about energy, the hot topic of our days. If you've received your energy bill, then I'm sure you're aware what it is that I'm talking about, since this crisis is the one that has been hitting people at the wallet. Winter is almost here and EU leaders and ministers are trying to find solutions to protect consumers and potentially lead the union out of another crisis. This past Friday, 30th of September, EU ministers met to come up with new emergency measures to tackle the crisis. So yeah, they uh, had their second emergency meeting in one month. Uh, they came up with these three emergency measures or they agreed on them. The commission had proposed them earlier in September. Kira Taylor is reporting on energy and environment for Euractive.com. So the first is a demand reduction for electricity. That included two targets, um, one voluntary reduction of 10% of demand. That could be achieved through information campaigns, you know, government saying, have shorter showers, do your washing at this time and all of this. Uh, and then also a 5% mandatory reduction of uh, power use during peak hours. So when everyone is using electricity. And that's something which would have to be done in a bit more analytical way. Um, so countries could auction tenders for saving electricity. Um, the idea of reducing demand is really um, because this crisis is a supply and demand crisis. There is not enough supply for Europe's demand. So if we can reduce the demand, we can hopefully reduce the, um, the need for the supply and in doing so reduce prices. Mm-hmm. Um, But to do that, and also to keep uh, supporting consumers, governments need money. So that comes to the second side of this package, which is about revenue measures. There are two revenue measures. Um, They're a bit complicated because they came from the commission. Um, The first is a revenue cap for cheap electricity production. So from nuclear and renewables, because of the way the electricity market works, though, or some of those energy companies who use renewables and nuclear have actually seen extraordinary profits that they they wouldn't have expected. So this is really to to get some of those revenues and um, raise money for uh, governments to help uh, support vulnerable households and businesses and also to support the green transition, which ultimately is the way out of these types of energy crises. Uh, So that's expected to raise 117 billion. Whether it actually does, we will see. And then alongside that, there'll be what's called a solidarity contribution, which is a levy on extraordinary revenues made by fossil fuel companies uh, because of the energy crisis. Mm -hmm. That's expected to raise about 25 billion. And those two will work together to, to raise money for governments. Every country will now have to implement these measures, but there is space in the proposals for each government to roll them out slightly differently. This patchwork of different implementations risks causing distortion in the EU market and undoing Brussels' aim to create a uniform approach to the crisis. EU countries are also calling on the European Commission to go further and put forward more ideas. One of the most awaited and discussed measures is a price cap on gas. It's very hard to explain what a price cap is because there are so many different types of models. There are no simple answers to introducing one um, and each measure has its own pros and cons. Um, so if we look at a few of the popular ones on the EU level, well, popular 
let's say the ones that are being discussed, some of them are very unpopular. Um, the first is really the European Commission's idea of putting a price cap on Russian gas. So that would literally just be capping the imports that come from Russia, either via pipeline or uh, shipped um, liquefied natural gas. The Commission is really pushing for that one. Um, other countries are quite nervous about it. The countries who rely on the supply of Russian gas, like Austria, are very concerned about Russia just cutting off the supply. And other countries see it as a sanction, and so it would have to be dealt with separately. Um, and then you get kind of a, a model which has been used in Spain and Portugal for quite a long time, but has only just been really mentioned by the Commission for the whole EU, which is putting a price cap on the gas used to produce electricity. Um, so not addressing the high prices in the gas market, but addressing the high prices of electricity because of the high prices of gas. Um, it's an interesting idea. It's, it's quite new for the Commission to be speaking about this. Um, they have kind of begun to talk about the fact that they're ready to look into it, but really the details are yet to be seen. There are concerns with what happened in Spain and Portugal. Um, the measure actually pushed up demand for gas because it was basically subsidising power production from gas. And obviously, if we're in an energy crisis, which is caused by uh, scarcity of gas, it's really not good to be subsidising the use of gas. Um, so there are still kind of holes that need to be plugged in, in that one. Um, finally, you have 15 countries pushing for a cap on wholesale gas. Um, their argument is that they've basically reached the point where the gas is impacting them so much that they really, really need to step in and, and help consumers. Um, they also, there is this argument that because the price of gas is so inflated anyway, um, the market is distorted. So if you're going to step in, actually, there are already issues. In a letter, energy ministers from Belgium, Bulgaria, Croatia, France, Greece, Italy, Latvia, Lithuania, Malta, Poland, Portugal, Romania, Slovakia, Slovenia and Spain asked Energy Commissioner Kadri Simpson to present a proposal for a wholesale gas price cap. The ministers were hoping that the capping proposal would be followed by a legislative proposal the soonest possible. However, the Commission appears hesitant when it comes to adopting wholesale gas price cap. Gas prices are on a level that they are hurting consumers, all European citizens, but also a lot of companies. MEP Rasmus Andresen represents Germany with the group of the Greens. With just giving benefits, social benefits to, to some people, we can't stop the price raise. So this is why I think we need uh, to we need uh, instruments like like a price cap on gas. But then of course we need to combine it with like energy saving targets and common purchases because we need to ensure that we have some common European activity and we also need to ensure that this will not end up in a way that we will actually try uh, get a higher consumption of gas because there are also some ecological reasons for why we also need to have a look on energy saving um, and not just about uh, consumption but but I think a price cap is part of the solution. There's a very high reluctance uh, from the uh, side of the Commission to um, go along in the uh, proposal for um, or to, to come up with a proposal for a general price cap on gas, uh, just because it's probably counterproductive. 
Bram Clays is senior advisor at the Regulatory Assistance Project. The Commission is actually right in uh, not um, uh, wanting to, to go along with it. Um, yet there is high political pressure to uh, come up with something. Maybe also further uh, details and, and agreement on how to use the uh, common purchase power of uh, European economies uh, to, to do group purchasing and, and get a better price through group purchasing of gas. Um, I think that the big risk of a price cap on gas on the wholesale market, international wholesale market, uh, is first of all that there won't be enough gas coming to, to Europe uh, and so increasing scarcity and, and the risk of curtailment. Um, and it would also run directly opposite to uh, what we actually need, which is uh, efficiency and investments in, in uh, clean energy. Um, so um, I think a very risky uh, proposition, uh, but one that gets uh, quite a bit of political um, momentum uh, at the moment. So uh, that's uh, something to look out for. In response to the call from EU countries to table a proposal for a price cap on gas, the European Commission circulated a non-paper explaining the difficulties of introducing one. We saw a non-paper um, which it sent to EU governments where it basically said, if you want this model, you are going to have to have this, this and this. And there are huge interventions in it. It includes um, creating an EU level body to replace the workings of the market. Um, which is just unprecedented. Um, and also they're talking about finding the funds because the issue with this cap would be that there would be a, a big gap probably between the price that consumers pay and the actual cost of gas. Um, and someone has to pay that at some point. On the other hand, supporters of the price caps like MEP Andresen are arguing that the bloc can use its economic and political strength to secure gas from third parties in reasonable prices. If the EU is organizing it together, then of course we can ensure that we will get gas on the markets to a more fair price than we are getting right now. This means the gas prices will still be higher than two years ago, but it will be much more cheaper than what we can experience now on the energy markets without regulating it. And then on the long term, of course, we also need to get rid of fossil fuels and we need to ensure that the EU is speeding up the transition to green energy because this is what we need on a long term uh, level. But on a short term level, I think uh, we need to regulate the energy markets much more. You're listening to Euractiv's Beyond the Byline podcast. Subscribe to our podcast newsletter on euractiv.com slash newsletters. And if you want to expand your knowledge on other fields, you can listen to our tech podcast and our agri-food podcast. And if you have any comments or ideas, you can drop a line at podcasts at euractiv.com. The European Commission could be now changing its tone. Speaking at the European Parliament on Wednesday, 5th of October, European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen told MEPs that price cap on overall gas could be a temporary solution on the energy crisis. The European Commission may feel under pressure from EU countries which are desperate to limit inflation and limit the impact of the energy crisis on consumers. And Kira, you know more on how the supporting mechanisms are supposed to operate. 
I mean, the measures that were agreed on Friday could possibly take a while to come in. You know, the revenue cap isn't stopping people paying the price that they're paying, but it's hopefully recycling some of that money back into support mechanisms. Some people argue that that's better because it means that if you can afford high electricity prices or high, high energy prices, you pay it. And actually, that means that there's more support for the vulnerable consumers and it's more a more efficient method. There could be a bit of a pause or a delay between actually getting that. Um, similarly, with a price cap, you know, you may cap those bills, you may save consumers money, but there will still be that gap between what consumers are paying and what the actual price is. And that may end up going to people's taxes, that may go into the national debt. So it has to be paid at some point. Um, but, you know, there are arguments that actually the energy crisis is now. We need to have a solution now. Um, so, yes, I think these measures should go some way to supporting consumers. But already you have the Czech presidency saying this is not enough. We need more and calling on the commission to do more. And Bram, it seems like the electricity price will remain high. However, governments can alleviate consumers' uh, stress. But what other additional initiatives can be taken? It's important for EU uh, consumers like, like you and I to uh, understand that this will not reduce immediately the uh, electricity price. Uh, so the electricity price actually stays where it is. So it's going to stay high. But uh, our governments uh, get uh, income. Um, uh, billions of euros, uh, if it works um, uh, as, a, as, as imagined, that they can then use uh, to um, alleviate some of the stress uh, of uh, consumers um, by, for example, um, helping uh, low-income or, or vulnerable consumers um, through income support and direct financial support Um, or by uh, helping uh, um, families to invest in, in efficiency and, and making their homes uh, use less energy uh, to heat uh, during the winter, um, which are, of course, important measures. And I think uh, to the extent that uh, the revenues and the, the windfall profit revenues are used, targeted on those families, but also businesses that actually need help and those that are actually in trouble, Uh, because of the high energy uh, prices, um, that is a positive thing. Um, uh, it shouldn't be spread out across the entire population and, 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 and all the consumers, because then um, it's, uh, it's going to be inefficient. Uh, so uh, it's a, the, the importance for consumers is uh, how uh, governments are going to use the revenue uh, to alleviate the most pressing needs. Individual consumers are not the only ones that are asking EU governments and the Commission for relief measures. Businesses are feeling the impact of the high energy prices too. We're in the, in the middle of a very difficult uh, energy crisis, which is hurting uh, consumers, um, which is hurting families, which is hurting businesses. Uh, so uh, we need to make sure that um, all um, actions that are taken are helping those that are most in need. Uh, while uh, at the same time also staying on track of uh, investing in um, what will ultimately resolve uh, these these risks, uh, and, and that's uh, investing in renewables and efficiency. Uh, so we, we hope that 
um, ultimately policy making uh, will uh, keep a, a level head and um, uh, stay on track for this long-term transition. It's really important to tax windfall profits of energy companies. And this is what the EU is doing now. As Greens, we had called for this for many months. And this gives us also the possibility to get some revenues from the big energy companies we afterwards can use to give it back to the people and to protect people against the high energy bills. So this is really, I think, one of the elements I like the most on, on what the EU already had decided on. And now we need some further developments um, in the next weeks and months and as Greens in the European Parliament, but also at national level, we are pushing for this. Thank you very much. I am Evie Chiori and this was your Active Spion the Byline podcast. Visit your Active for the latest news and if you haven't subscribed to our podcast, you can do so on your favorite podcasting app. This episode was produced by myself with the help of Kira Taylor. Thank you for listening.